Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like Gary, Josh Fitzgerald, and Darren Knapper. Coming up on TMS, hey, Rocky. Watch me pull a hat out of my rabbit. Bo ho ho e equals buoy. All intensive porpoises. Brain said DeLorean. Mouth said Batmobile. Car talk with Dunaway. Sprouting to Brussels and BlizzCon with Tom. Don't blow in my face. Scott is having that checked. Hintitudes. Separating the buoy from the boy. Give it to Big Burger. His name was Rocky Shit. <laughs> Doing a little duty on the whole. J-Raw. Pretty sly for a right guy with Randy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Mmm, another thing, the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Coke's a natural. I want to see Scott, and I want to see him tonight. <laughs> The Morning Stream. They wouldn't give us any more fish. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to TMS. It's The Morning Stream for Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hi. Hello. Did you go vote yesterday? Did you vote? We voted uh, days ago because we do the mail-in ballot. We do, well, technically we don't even mail it in. Tina works for... uh, she works at uh, offices by the Federal Center in Jefferson County, so we vote by uh, Tina walks it in and drops it in the box. Ah, voting by proximity. Numbers. I like that. Yeah. That's yeah. cool, because then you don't have some weird problem with some weird drop-off out in the middle of nowhere. You just exactly. go right to the source. That's great. Yep, yep. Uh, we did the mailing thing, too, as well, and uh, it was all fine. Mm-hmm. We had no major anything yeah. on our ballots here this year for, for this uh, same the, same with us. Yeah. yeah, we had one proposition HH, which um, is maybe the most poorly worded. Uh, I think everybody was kind of confused by what it does and what it doesn't do mm. to some degree. Because it basically, well, you're going to get less uh, your home value or taxes on your property. You're going to is going to be lower. You're not going to get a Tabor refund. You probably you might not get a. Uh, um, income tax refund, a state tax refund is like really. Wait a minute, I don't think all these things are true. These some of these things have to be, wrong. Mm. and um, sure. and it lost, and pretty much everybody is saying, yeah, it lost because so many people didn't understand what it was. Oh, interesting. Oh, we did yeah. have. I forgot to mention this. Um, uh, we had a guy. So we had 
a, a Democratic mayor in Salt Lake City years ago that everyone loved. His name was Rocky Shit. Rocky. Rocky Shit. Not Rocky Dennis. That would be weird. I can't think of his name. <laughs> anyway, Rocky something. And uh, he was very popular. And then he left and retired. And then we've had other people since. Mm-hmm. He's coming back. He's running again. And I didn't oh, hear. Really? Yeah, I don't know if that was. I don't know if that was yesterday or not. I got to look into it. Huh. But we may Rocky, be getting Rocky our Anderson. Oh yeah, that's it. We getting old Rocky Anderson back. I think because people Anderson. really Yo, like that Rocky. guy. Hey Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so there you go. Uh, do your civic duty, everyone, if you haven't already. I guess it's too late. It's already done. We've already done it. Yeah, We're done. Yeah. If you live so, in other yeah. countries uh, or you have delayed absentee voting, uh, do that as well. We'll happily do your civic duty for you, too, if you're out of state or out of the country. That's right. Uh, we do have listeners doing some duty for us. One of them is do, did a little duty on the whole buoy versus buoy thing. <laughs> did a little duty on the whole. Excellent. Yeah, duty okay. on the whole. Uh, <laughs> we got a, we got a, we got a, not a correction, but kind of a, some perspective I would like to call this call on how to say buoy or Boy, or whatever you say. Boy, yeah. What do we yeah. decide you say? You say buoy like me. Right? Well, yeah, buoy. I say buoy, but I, I, I have a follow up to the follow up once we hear the call. Oh, really? Okay. This is exciting, then. So here it is this call. Uh, this is Seth from Oklahoma. I want to see Scott. Uh, Whoa, hold on. That played wrong. Uh, this is Seth from Oklahoma. Uh, just catching up on some old episodes from uh, when I was on vacation. And last Wednesday, you guys were having a discussion about whether it's pronounced buoy or boy. Um, I have a buddy who pronounces it boy, and his reasoning is that you pronounce buoyancy as buoyancy, not buoyancy. Uh, so just thought I'd bring that up, maybe give a little credit to the weirdos that pronounce it that way. All right, thanks. All right, Bye. so obviously maybe no that's judgment. how he pronounces buoyancy, <laughs> but that's not how I pronounce buoyancy. <laughs> buoyancy. I, yeah. So yeah. So my dad is uh, is both English, born in uh, the county Kent in England, um, but also a sailor, and frequently has to avoid or or during races has to go around buoys or boys mm-hmm. um and so this morning i texted him we were talking about um something else and uh, uh i said by the way how do you pronounce b-u-o-y and he's like i pronounce it like boy i'm like okay he says but i know a lot of my american friends pronounce it buoy I'm like yeah. yeah and and the argument is you know we don't pronounce it uh we don't pronounce the word buoyancy and i actually used buoyancy as an example oh because i think claire even used the term buoyancy as an example in her in argument it's a tough argument though because you don't say uh uh oh yeah i'm gonna maintain this um that's gonna be my maintenance maintenance exactly there's right. a good you one you don't yeah, you don't you you there are other root words. There are root words that change their 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 uh pronunciation when you when you extend them out to something else. So buoy and buoyancy, I feel like uh um I think I'll take are, are, either one. I know what people are yeah, talking about. I think it's I think this is one of those things that in English it's 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 aluminium versus aluminum. Yeah, it is uh yeah. it just depends on what part of the country you're from, you say it one way or the and other. And if I'm in a boat and someone says, watch out, there's a boy, buoy, or someone says, watch mm-hmm. out, there's a boy, or even if they say, watch out, there's a bo- yeah. ho-ho-he, whatever, right. I'll, I'll know what they mean. Yeah, it's although, fine. you know what? That's actually a good example. If somebody says, 
Oh, watch out. There's a boy in the water. Oh, I'm shit. Gonna, like, get a, I'm going to get a life preserver ready. Like, oh, no. I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's actually kind of yeah. a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like maybe this is what wins the argument. You may say it that way, but you have to agree it's better if you pronounce it buoy and yeah. separate it from a boy, right? Yes. Like Separate the buoy from the boy. I agree. Yeah. Just go around that boy in the water. What? Yeah. There's a boy in the water? <laughs> oh, no. We should save the boy. No, no, no. A boy. What? You know, a big floaty plastic thing. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, that's a Buoy overboard. No, that's all right. Buoys are supposed to be overboard. Yeah, don't worry about the buoys. It's the boys we're worried about. Uh, all right. Well, there's that. Now, there's also this. The rounding up donations, like when you go through the Taco Bell line. And they go, Yes. Would you like yeah. to donate a thing to March for Dimes sure. or whatever and round up to a dollar? You're always like, Yeah, that'd be great. No problem. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want change. I, I hate <laughs> to burst out. I hate yeah. to burst everyone's bubble, but there might be a reason that's less than great. And here it is. Hey guys, I was listening to TMS twenty five forty four where you were talking about places that are asking you to round up and donate to charity. I just want to let you know, and maybe you mentioned this on the on the actual air, and I missed it, but when you donate that, they aggregate all of those donations, and they make the donation to the charity, and they get the tax write-off. So basically, you are just helping the corporation's bottom line. That's all I had to say. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Once again, we got corpo bullshit going on. Man. No kidding. Oh, man, we're just giving it to... To, to Big Burger is what we're doing. That money. <laughs> I mean, I wonder. So, like, if you let's say you gather during a day, I, I don't know what the numbers mm-hmm. would be, but let's say McDonald's got a ton of locations and they do this mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing their their roundup donation thing probably nets maybe millions a week. Yeah, it's and it's done in a place like when you go through the drive through at McDonald's, mm. their little collection thing for Ronald McDonald House is directly under the drive through window where you get your change. And so if if either you or the person, the, the minimum wage employee behind the counter, uh, are clumsy about getting your change, it automatically goes into the collection box. You don't oh, even get a choice. It yeah. falls. There's no falling on the uh, the ground outside the... Uh, <laughs> Outside your car, it's going right into the Mc- uh, Ronald McDonald House. Yeah, um, they basically is, made a uh, catcher. They made a little catcher. They made a little catcher, a charity catcher. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. If they do it, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm not that worked up about cool. it, but I do understand. And if it gets into the millions, maybe billions worldwide right. over a period exactly. of time, then that is a massive tax write-off. Here, yeah. I never once on my. Uh, short form uh, 1040 uh, subsection C wrote out donated 18 cents to round up from my combo meal at Wendy's. (laughs) That's okay. This is a perfectly salient point. As much as I don't like greedy corporations, the the alternative is for us to all band together and track our roundup donations in the drive up for 42 cents. <laughs> exactly. Hold on. How much was my change yet? Okay, let me get my pad of paper. Yeah, we're not doing What's that. What's today's date? Okay. No, we can't do that. Some people do Will that. You sign hats this? Off Can them. you sign a receipt, please? Thanks. <laughs> I need to take a photo to ensure that I have proof that we made this transaction today. Like, there's a lot of you. Exactly. That's a giant pain. Nobody's going through that. Yeah, Nobody tracks yeah, that. Yeah. Nobody's doing it, that. It really, we're paying them for the privilege of not having to uh, to to track that charity and to keep change on us. Like, I I've had. Uh, well, like, change in my pocket doesn't last more than a day. Basically, at the end of the day, I have a jar on my 
on my counter that I just put the change into. Yeah. And then when that thing fills up, I take it to the bank. They turn into real money. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Yep. Really, the real money is the ones and zeros, by the way, that uh, that I use to spend everything else. I yeah. don't ask him to, for paper cash or anything like that. Sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, who? I certainly don't want to have to like figure out in my car, oh, what am I going to do with this quarter nickel and three pennies? What am I going to do with this? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And if, yeah, the don- if, so. the, if the charities in question are getting big lump sums of money, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I'm happy with that. that seems like, like- if you Seems told like me, if, win. yeah, if you told me that Taco Bell was skimming forty percent off of it or something, I'd be pissed. Right, like then I'm mad. But in this mm-hmm. case, it's just this is like government poo poo. It's just dumb, mm-hmm. and I'm not yeah. I'm not going to track it. So, but thank you for that. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Now go back into your bunker and put your tinfoil hat on. Just kidding. I don't think this person's a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I think he's right. You know, I think this is totally true, and they are making. They do have a big write off. Good this, to be but, aware of it for sure. It's yeah. it's good to know that this is happening. This is you know what they're they're the benefit that they're getting plus the benefit that the charity's getting. And you know what? Well, McDonald House, I can't I can't uh, at all uh, blow that charity off. I took a uh, I drove um, a mother and daughter. Picked them up at Meow Wolf in Denver and then took them back to the Ronald McDonald House. She was undergoing uh, cancer treatments, the daughter was, mm-hmm. and the Ronald McDonald House was giving her mom a, and dad a place to stay while they were in town um, helping her get through her cancer treatments because they, they all lived out of town. She, out of state, they sent her uh, here to, to St. Jude for cancer treatments and uh and Ronald McDonald House provided a place for her parents to stay during all this. So you know what? Psh. Yeah, I'll put, I'll go buy a Big Mac today and put all my change in the the, the damn uh, box. I might not even eat that Big Mac, but I'll give you the change. Right? Can I put the Big Mac in the box too? Can I donate that to yeah <laughs> to Ronald McDonald House? Yeah. Do you get a tax rebate for that hunk of meat I just threw in there? Yeah. Anyway, thank you for that. We appreciate it. Hey, how's your cat? I heard she can growl now or something. She What's growls. Yeah. She. Uh, she, you know, we see these weird things, these weird behaviors. This little kitten, Salem, Massachusetts. We call her a little kitten, but the vet still insists that she's two years old. Mm. But she's just tiny. She's absolutely had to be the runt of the litter, and she still does kitteny things. But um, uh, we were watching a show last night, and night before last, where one of the characters plays a theremin. Mm. Uh, it'll be my recommendal next week, not today, but a week from today. Nice. And uh, we hear this low guttural growl <laughs> coming from her when the, the theremin's going off. <laughs> Didn't think much more of it than that. And uh, uh, then this morning, uh, for whatever reason, Tina's getting ready. I, I'm, out, I'm out of the shower. She's going into the bathroom to take her shower. And I start whistling the Star Trek theme. And... Um, and the cat is like looking all around. She cannot figure out where the noise is coming from, and she is growling up a storm when I whistle. So it is that, it is that that you know noise that just freaks her out, makes her feel like there's danger, and she doesn't know where that danger is coming from. So it's not it's just like, the theremin sound; it's the high, it's that pitch. It's the high pitch, and maybe it bothers her ears. Uh, maybe it uh, it connects her to something that happened while she was living on the streets before we got her because she was uh, apparently a little bit of a stray for a while yeah um but so i decided all right well i'm gonna get kind of right in her face 
and whistle so that she sees that it's me making the noise and maybe she won't feel like it's that uh, dangerous a thing. Yeah. And uh, what happened? Um, and her her pupils got super big like cats do when when they uh, you know like when they're when they're high. Yeah. <laughs> but also when they're when they're like trying to figure out what's going on, a little bit scared. And uh, and and then I started whistling, doing the in. You know, this sort of thing where you breathe into whistle mm. and she's like curious about it. And then I needed to expel air. And so I started whistling out and um, uh, that kind of ticked her off because I was blowing in her face. Oh, yeah, they don't, like, don't that. like that. No, yeah. they're not fans. So, they make yeah. one of their 300 expressions that we learned about the other day. When that Exactly. One of those expressions is uh, blow in my face one more time. I'm going to eat you in your sleep. Yeah, no doubt. Or take your breath or whatever cat's eye taught us. <laughs> Exactly. Right. That's right. Stand on your chest and suck your breath away. So, um, there, here's my, this is, I'm going to admit that this is a weakness for me. Um, when an animal has a little quirk like that, you exploit it, don't you, Scott? I kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's never anything cruel or mean, like painful. Well, of course. But, of course. Yes. But if, like, you know, I know that, I know that if I stare Ripley down, yeah, she will get really defensive, especially if Carter's in the room. Right, and she'll turn into like a guard dog, and I I like it partly oh, really? because okay. uh, partly I like it because it's like, hey, look what she would do if if you were in danger. She's she'd actually yeah. would you know yeah. square off of somebody. Um, but sometimes I just do it where I would just I'll just get my eyes real wide and look at her across the room, and she'll go, <laughs> boo, and start freaking out. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And then wow. I get in trouble because Carter doesn't want me doing that, so I don't do it that often, but. Uh, I'll do that once in a while. The other dog with Rainer, hers is, is any kind of sound of a siren. And so sometimes I'll just go, from across the room. And <laughs> right. she'll suddenly just go, That's so funny you can trigger them like that. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know. I, I, I know this isn't just me. And I do feel bad sometimes. But it's hard for me. I like, I, I don't know what it is. I like to see a dog do a weird thing. I can't help it. It makes me, yeah. it made me, me a terrible person. It's, no, I don't no. know, but I like it. No, we, you know, we used to do that with Ruby. She, uh, the, our, our chocolate lab. She, um, if we, if we gasped and looked at the TV, <laughs> she would immediately like, what, what's up there? And then she would start spinning around in circles as quickly as she could. Oh crap, dude. And it was the most fun thing to do. Yeah. Like, see, it's fun. <gasps> it's fun. It's a good yeah, time. Totally we don't know. Is. We don't and know what's going on in there. there and she's like, I don't know what that is, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither of us would ever do anything mean to an animal. We're just, you know, it's fun. It's never, a, never, never. Exactly. Quirky little personality uh, stuff. I will, uh, I will uh, whistle less and I will blow in her face even less than that. There. See, we've come yeah. to an agreement. See, now, now we've, uh, we've learned two things about my cat. Two things she doesn't like. Nope. And I like the growl, though. A growl is a cool cat sound. It is cool. a cool, yeah, especially the deep, like... Yeah, I would... Because you can't, you know, like like the whistling, you can't quite be sure where it's coming from. Oh, it's coming from her. Okay, yeah. all right. It's like that Halloween movie. Hey, look at this. We got this thing to do right here. <laughs> well, well, well. It's our old friend Brian Dunaway joining us on a Wednesday. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Hi. Hello. What are you doing? You're on a nice mic today. today. Are you home today? Where where are you at today? I am home today. Oh. Yes. Wasn't feeling well this morning, so took a day. Yeah. 
Exactly. You got to do that sometimes. No, I'm it's just, self- trying, to, no, I'm just little, trying to breathe. A little self-care. That never hurt nobody. Mental health day. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what my sick days are for. That's and right. I looked yeah. at the calendar and I didn't see anything on it. And I was like, well, if I'm going to recover, today should be the day to recover. So that's what I did. Took some medicine, slept in late. Yeah. And here I am now just trying to breathe. <laughs> but don't tell Scott that. If he finds that out, he'll do something mean to me like he does to his other animals, <laughs> his other pets. Yeah. He's just going to stare at you through Zoom or through Discord <laughs> right. or whatever. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to breathe, Scott. That's funny yeah. you say that because we had a cat a long time ago that I almost named Brian. And we were in a name. Oh, good Brian. idea. Really? Yeah. It's a great plan. It's before I knew. And you've been like, Rod! I, knew, I knew you, but it's before I knew Ibit. I'm really glad I don't okay. have a cat right. named Brian. It'd be weird. That'd too be, many Brian's. That'd be too many Brian's. Yeah. There are too many Brian's in your life Ooh. already. And to add another one, right. oh my gosh, seems yeah. like a bad idea. It's insane. Oh my God. Uh, all right, let's get into it. We're going we're gonna to play a game today. We, get a, little, get, uh, we get a little Ted Pooley feud going on. And we've got yeah. a couple of people ringing through. Let's see who we've got. Uh, oh, you know dingy, what? Dingy. The third person is what I said I would take. And guess what? The person who was asking earlier how this worked, they are literally the third person. Nice. So we're, oh, we're going nice. to talk Good to Mr. Job. Postman today. Hi, Mr. Postman. Mr. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you? How is my audio? You sound great. You sound you sound great. <laughs> yep. Awesome. No issues. Um, are you uh, Are you one of our actual postmen? <laughs> I, I am. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am a postman. I, I called into you guys with a horrible quality call about the uh, Amazon uh, flyers last week. Oh, oh right, the Amazon right. magazine. Okay. Yeah, the yeah, that was you. And, but you're okay. also uh, you're also Cliff Clavin's postman, right? I am not. Oh, no. different oh, you're guy. Not. Okay, that it's another one me. of our. So yeah. we have two postmen. We have at least two. I think we've got like maybe three or four. We've got a lot of postmen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Letter carriers everywhere, man. What would we do without you? Sleet nor snow nor dead of night. Get out there and stick it right in the <laughs> thigh. Right. Anyway. Exactly. I can't remember what uh, our other postman there. Cliff Clavin's postman. John Ratzenberger's uh, postman is uh, his his avatar name or his uh do you do you have any name. do you have anybody on your route that you would call famous or even semi-famous? So I actually haven't carried in about ten years. I work in a processing facility. Oh, that's ah, cool. That's way better. Nice. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I live in Maine, so there's only like four oh. months out of the year where it's nice to carry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. No kidding. Okay, that makes sense. So you go. Yeah, Maine's oh, awesome. Yeah. So you're gonna. So you go. Uh, uh, was I going to say? I forgot. You're the one that, like, if something comes through and it looks a little weird, you might have to report it, right? Like, if it smells weird or has some, like, leaky fluid in it or something? Yeah, ex- exactly. Actually, uh, the machine I work on processes packages. Oh. So that's one thing we look out for is anything that's damaged or leaking or is Or looks like it contains way. a check. Yeah, or a check. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it up to the light. See what you that's can right. see. This looks like it contains a gift card. Yeah. Yeah. There right. might be something wrong with this one. I better mm. put it to the side. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Right. I know you um, never do that. <laughs> Scott, to answer your question, because you had a follow-up question when I made that call. The way that we make the money off that is when Amazon ships out their flyers the rest of the year part of that agreement they still pay the postage on that oh that's not part of the contract so they're required to pay postage for a certain volume okay and you agree with this whole uline catalog problem too right you hate that oh you know what's funny is i was put so the machine i work on we half the day we do bundled magazines and then the other half we do packages and i was actually putting uline's through when i was listening
listening to that episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, me personally, like I don't mind them. Um, I'm one of the gym rats of the Tadpool, so it sure. doesn't bother me. But the bundles are almost thirty pounds each. Yeah, and oh people do not like putting you lines through. Yeah, no, I'm sure they don't. You probably. Instead of processing those, you could probably just throw them away and no one would ever notice. No, it's no. funny because I'm, I'm friends with my supervisor and I told him, I'm like, I, I think most of the people just throw these away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know we do. That's a good bit. Yep. Know, Go straight to, to recycling. I need to hit up you line and just say, uh, stop sending me the catalogs. Maybe move to like, I don't know, a digital method of marketing. Yeah, just email me. Thought. Yeah, email me and I'll put but you in the junk folder. Nostalgia. Yeah, you know, nostalgia. nostalgia. Yeah, sure. I've got about 25 years till I can retire, so if they keep it paper marketing for now, I'm good with that. All right, <laughs> there sweet. You go. Sure, sure. Well, plus it gives you a chance to get your uh, get a little workout while you're there at the... Uh, <laughs> the right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, dude, when those things come through, it's like a medicine ball for like twenty minutes. It's great. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Uh, well, let's play a game. Let's see uh, how your gym rat lifestyle fits into this uh, weird game we play on Wednesdays. Brian, you'll sure. explain these rules to <laughs> sure. us and uh, what he might win and all that stuff. Take it away. Absolutely. Well, it's time to play the tadpole feud. I've surveyed the tadpole on some nerdy topics. It's gotten Brian will have to predict. I, I'm doing this because Mr. Postman asked me to do this for his voicemail. Uh, <laughs> Really? The answers that they gave us. It's Scott and Brian's job to see how many of those answers they can guess. Um, Mr. Postman, your job is more important than ever. Look at all the people screaming. At the <laughs> I know. I've made the tadpole angry. I love that It's so good. Your job, like my job, is more important than ever because you're going to be working with either Scott or Brian. And if your team wins, you get a prize package that includes due process, courtesy of Wolverine 66. We talked about this game earlier. Looks like a very cool procedurally generated Team Fortress 2. Really, really cool. And then uh, from Rickard, a copy of Warhammer End Times Vermintide. Ah, that seems oh, like a massive game. What, it, when are you going to ever find the time to play both of these games? I don't know, but that's oh, going to be man. your problem if you win. Yeah, they're both great, though. Vermintide <laughs> in particular, I got a lot of good yeah, time out of that game. It's cool. really good. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Well, you can only win if you play the game. We can only play the game if I start the game. And we're going to start the game right now. Put your hands on your buzzers, gentlemen, and tell me your answer to this. Which fictional pop culture car would you want to own? Got Batmobile. The Batmobile. Oh, Show me that's a good one. The Batmobile. Unfortunately, yeah. we all know. It's going to be the DeLorean. Mm. <laughs> Is that your guess? You're saying the DeLorean? Shit. It's going to be the DeLorean. All right, Number show me the old uh, the the DMC-12 DeLorean. Damn it! Number one answer on the board. Yeah, so Duh. back to the Batmobile really quickly. I um, A lot of people, a lot of people, no, uh, quite a few people put specific Batmobiles, but a majority that, of people just one. put the Batmobile. And so it, originally I was like breaking it down like, oh, the Tumblr or the 1966 Batmobile, but when when I got to the long range of people who just put Batmobile, I'm like, well, I guess I really can't break it down now because I don't know which Batmobile these people were referring to. So there was, you know, one of the one of the Batmobiles was going to get a short shrift if I if I tried to nah. break it down. Let me tell you something about my weird brain. When you asked the sure. question, my weird brain said DeLorean. My mouth said. <laughs> Batmobile. Oh, no. <laughs> really? Uh, for real? I don't understand it. I'm I'm gonna have that checked because that's a weird well, thing to do. Uh, my mouth is saying, uh, Brian, that gives you control of the board, <laughs> and you get Mister Postman as a uh, 
<laughs> Mr. That's Busman. That's right. We, how you, how you feeling about cars? You, you, is that what you do? You go to the gym and ride in a uh, cool movie cars? Is that what you do? <laughs> I'm days? not a big car guy, but I do like cars in movies and media. So oh, a lot right. of my favorite my media has like iconic cars that go with it. So awesome. I got I got one. Just I wanted to use it as soon as possible, just so we can stick it to Scott for not thinking of it. <laughs> um, but you can tell me what you think too. But you know, I'm just thinking that uh, Ford Falcon in the Mad Max. That's pretty cool. Oh shit! I love that car. Are you kidding sure. me? I want like, that well, car. I'm gonna now. leave it up to you, though. I'm gonna let you. Do we want to take the chance of it not being up there to stick it to Scott, or do we want to, <laughs> stick you know, it. go for something more obvious? So I, I don't know that I want to say my first guess, just because we're gonna have to go with one of them, and that gives Scott a hint. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So maybe we go with that one and roll the dice, and then if that doesn't let's, work, we'll try the next one on the way back. I mean, yeah. even if we don't get it this time, at least we stuck it to Scott. So at that's least we're taking it away good. from him, right? That's good. All we're right. taking that's it right. from Scott. At least we're taking that away from Scott. <laughs> Just what I want. Just so mean. It's so mean. I can't believe you do that. All right. Is this uh, so? You're going with uh, the Mad Max Mobile? Yes, the Mad Max Mobile. Show me, show me the Mad Max Mobile. <laughs> Uh, oh. Yeah, only two people, and um, one person that... said the Mad Max Interceptor. The other person said the Ford yeah, XP Falcon GT three fifty one. I think the Interceptor. Yeah, cool the Interceptor's pretty. But nobody rad. said nobody said the the truck. I think the truck was a much better vehicle oh. for him because that that's uh, how he ran over most of the people he needed to ran. Oh, the run uh, the war rig. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The war rig, exactly. Uh, well, all right. Well, that throws it back over here. Let's see what I can throws it back pull to off Scott. here. Yeah. Uh, fictional vehicle. See, this is tricky because they fictional don't fictional pop culture car that you want to own. Because it okay. Well, then let's do the. Ghost. I mean, a DeLorean exists in real life, so it's you know yeah. It, same it, with yeah, the Falcon and all like, that. It's yeah. fictionally. It, it's fictional. Uh, fictionally owned or owned by fictional characters. Maybe that's a better way. Yeah, of, that's a better way of putting it. Um, yeah. I think this one fits though. I'll say the uh, right. the Ecto. One, the oh, yeah, oh, sure. one. there you go. That, that first ambulance thing that's in the Ghostbusters, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, show me Ecto One, oh, yeah, answer. number eight. Good points, big oh, that points. Was good points, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good points. That puts me ahead, is what it does. Puts I guess, I guess ahead. I got greedy. I, I apologize, <clears throat> greedy bastard. I, greedy. I just, greedy, yeah, I greedy bastard. Um, your better. mom warned me. <laughs> uh, let's see here. <laughs> The the General Lee maybe is on here. Oh, that's a good one. Are we still? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Are we still? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I know where you were going with that. Let's I do don't it. know what this General Lee is. All right, show me the General Lee. Oh come on! The General Lee falling or, out of favor. Generally, generally was generally. found at uh, <laughs> number sixteen on the list. All right, that's uh, generally. All right. That's right. That's uh, so right. Said, My own guess says, wasn't the General Lee canceled? I think it was, right? Because of the... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was canceled. That's why I was... Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, you were saying that. That's what you were saying. People okay. still like yeah. it, though. Yeah. It's still a cool yes, car. Yes, of course. Oh, oh, people still love it. People love that thing. Yeah. What an orange... Just an orange charger, right? It's just, what's not the like about that? Yeah, no one, no one doesn't like an orange charger. The only thing you don't like about it is it's got the flag of a losing faction it, on the roof but it's, it's on the top of the car you'll never even see it no you never because it's not like those guys jump up really high and slide through the windows with just their bodies or anything it's right, fine. yeah this is yeah. dennis hopper's well, gonna see it because he's flying over the city in a helicopter looking for that bus damn so. straight oh my gosh deep cut <laughs> deep cut everybody deep, deep cut. cut all right brian and mr postman what uh what you postman. got 
I've got a few, but you, what you got? You said um, you have one. I'm thinking, kind of I'm thinking Kit from Knight Rider. Oh, damn it. That's a great uh, one. I would love to do a, a, a turbo jump. Let's turbo jump right over Scott. Yeah. Get back in the first place. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Uh, all right. Show me the American car with a British accent. The uh, Pontiac Trans Am known as Kit. Number two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two, 1982 Pontiac Trans Am. I bet nobody K-I-T-T. said car, though, did they? I was bet it? nobody said C-A-R-R. What's that? Oh, geez. Was that the um, enemy of Kit? Uh, there was or a car, gl- and then there was a truck, too. What was the truck Gladiator. called? Was it, gla- was it gla- Gladiator? Gladiator? No. Gladi- uh, something Some, like that. Something like that. Yeah, it was a big dumb name. Um, yeah, big hold on a second. So uh, was that a Firebird or just a regular? It didn't have the logo on the hood, did it? I don't think it did. No, no Kit. No. Uh, just oh, that's the, a good one, though. Just the, the red uh, dot going back and forth like a Cylon. <laughs> I didn't give you a freebie. People are too old yeah, for the you one did. you're thinking of. People are too old for that. Try it, though. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're, people love Smokey and the Bandit. Or too young they is what I meant. Smokey and the Bandits. All right. Put it out there, then. What do you think? What do you think? Um, Scott's already invoked it. Right? I was greedy um, last time. I'll back off. I'll back off. You know, I love I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies as far as Smoking the Bandit's right. concerned. But I don't think the I mean, it, it's, a, it's an iconic make and model of a car. But it like right. it, it wasn't there's nothing special about it compared to all the other vehicles right. so far. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, I got you. I, but I, it's definitely a good one. We can go with it. I, I have two in mind. Um, so we've, we've, what do you we think? see? We got Back to the Future, Kit, Batmobile, Ecto-1. These are a lot of 80s folks. And... Man, I think everybody growing up wanted to have that eighteen van. I'm just saying. Oh shit, that was on my yeah, list, yeah, you bastard. Yeah, that wasn't one of my two, but I like it. Yeah, do that. Okay. Right. Is that the one you're going with? The uh, the van from We're the A-team? I hope I was yeah, wrong. Going going with with all right, show me spoiler on it. It'll go faster. That's right, exactly. Show me the A-team van. Oh, son of a what? Number 15, right above the General Lee. Basically. Wow, dude. People. By the way, Brian, so you invoked it. I have to play it. Here it is. No, 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 no. That guy. <laughs> so weird. Excellent. All right. Oh, that's a commercial. If um, I keep coming up with bad answers, I'm going to have to send the postman something for myself that I have my own collection. Jeebus. Right. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, I, can I ask a technical question of the, sure, of the host here? Away. Yes. Are there sometimes you say cars or vehicles? Yes. Is it is vehicle no, the operative term bicycles. or is car where, you know, four rubber tires on the ground, off we go? Like is it limited to that or or Um It is it is a car in the sense that the <laughs> the owner uh-huh. drives it like a car. Okay. I can't wait to see the exception that yeah, has I mean, to explain. Exactly. <laughs> because, I mean, even the DeLorean yeah. technically flew for a, a minute. Um, right. Sure. Exactly. Right. But, but we don't need But uh, Doc Brown still drives it like a car. Yeah. Good point. Right. Um, oh, oh, that does give me hintitudes. Then I'm going to say, here's what I'm going to say. Hintitudes. Then. Hey, I yeah, like that term. Hintitudes. I'm going to say yeah. Star Wars speeder. Oh, I love okay. Star Wars. Speeders land, of various land kinds. Speeder? Land speeders. Speeder? Yeah. Land speeders. Not not the not the little bikes, not speeder bike speeders, but the right. No, but no. The, the dust, the dirt, the the dirt 
What's that thing called? I used to have the one. Dirt? It was brown. Had little wheels in the bottom Lance of it. Yeah, yeah Landspeeder. Landspeeder. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's called a Landspeeder. That's totally it. All right. Let's try that. It's a crappy one, not the nice family one that stays in the garage with uh, 3PO. Yeah. Show me a Landspeeder. Oh, come on. Amazingly enough, nobody said that. I like the I really like the um the thought though. Uh, uh, yeah. That does help narrow things down though. I probably did you guys yeah. a favor there. Maybe. Wow. So let's see what one you more bad wait. guess from each of you and this game is over. So you better get some points uh, on the board, Brian, and Mr. Post. Do we want to outwardly brainstorm now that we've only got one strike left? I mean, I think we you should can if you because want. So, I, I was thinking when when Ibit said something about not necessarily four wheels, there is a 007 uh, Bond car uh, that goes. I'm trying to remember what car exactly it was called, but it was the one that went underwater. Um, I can help you. The Spy Who Loved Me or something. I, yeah. I, think that's I wonder if a Bond, like, because there's been several cool ones. I wonder if that's one of those yeah. things that Brian would have put into one. Yeah, one big category. Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. like the, the Bond, Bond car. car. The, the Bond mm. car is a good one. Yeah. I was was thinking the mystery machine and I was thinking the flying car from Harry Potter. Oh man. Oh, the flying car from Harry Potter. God, I want that. I've never thought about that, but I do kind of want that. Mm. But I think I want the magic. I think just any car that would fly. I think that would be right. (laughs) Right. Um, How about the Jetsons little uh, car? He puts in a briefcase. What about that one? That one's pretty good. I'm thinking about the Flintstones though. (laughs) I don't remember what it's called. (laughs) Mm. The Jetsons. That just shows right. who you are, dude. You're a fan of old animation, and there's just no getting around it, and it's fine. Yeah. It's totally How about that? Oh, uh, but I, the, what I really wanted to do was the Dern. I can't remember. Is it? Why am I blanking on this one? We've seen it a million times. It's Gone in 60 Seconds, the Mustang. What did his, what is it oh, called? Eleanor. 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 Jesus, why couldn't I think of that? It's like one of my favorite that? movies. Yeah. What do you think about Yeah, Eleanor's, Eleanor's a good one, too. Well, they've had um, a lot of time to really think this over, we, Brian. We, they, we've got a, we've got a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we roll mm-hmm. a D six and pick one? <laughs> I think we just roll a D six. You got one? Let me see. Where I'll, I add that to my watch today. Is it on here? I have a D twenty. I added it to my watch. Where was it? Here? Oh my it? gosh! I just rolled a twenty. Not kidding. Wow! Yeah. Nice. Just you did totally, totally oh, wow. <laughs> and a nineteen. And a nineteen. What's going on here? Oh, and then a three. I, I think. Anybody I think got a D six on them? I think the Wait, Bond car Bond? or Eleanor are the right. safe ones. I, I, I have a D6, but it doesn't have any printing on any of the sides. Here, I'll do it, it for you. It is completely blank. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> wait. I've got okay, one. Okay, I got it. A four-sided die, six-sided. Okay, got a six-sided dice. I'm going to watch here. Roll. We got a three, but we didn't assign it. Let's go with Bond. I think Bond's a big one. Yeah. Bond, yes. Bond. Bond car. All right. I'll, yes. I'll take the blame for this one if it's wrong. <laughs> Show me. Bond, James Bond. Bond. Oh, very nice. Yeah, James Bond's Aston Martin, but, but Aston I, lo- Martin. I did lump all of the other James Bond vehicles, the Lotus Esprit, the yeah. submarine vehicle, wow. all that stuff. That's the one it was. Yeah, Lotus, Lotus right? Yeah. I remember for a hot Lotus. minute, everybody yeah. our age were wanted a Lotus after that movie. We were just like, yes. right. dude. Yeah. They, Even, don't, they don't all turn into submarines, just so I you know. know. <laughs> I feel like they would have to explain that every time someone I went wonder, to a dealership. I was going to say, I wonder how many people took their Lotus Esprit and drove it into a lake just to see if it turned yeah. into a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I've got one, Brian, we haven't mentioned that I know is really Give popular in like the social media community, but I don't know how popular it would be in the tadpool, and that's Lightning McQueen. Oh, Lightning McQueen. Yeah, that's a good one, too. There's, like, there's a whole thing where people will redo their cars to look like McQueen. Yeah. So... Ugh. But hey, if you want to, if you want to pull throwing it, more we'll pull options it. into the mix, replacing right. options as we use them, <laughs> yeah, right. 
And John Wick's car is just another Mustang, right? Is the same year? If you want, I can write all of these answers on this blank uh, cube that I have and then roll this blank cube. (laughs) There is one car that I don't know if I want, but I see it driving around town all the time. It's right near here. It's one of those Ford Explorers, and it's all painted up look like the Jurassic Park thing. I've always wanted that. I've always wanted that. That's really cool. Yeah, I want to do that with my Jeep. It's really cool. All right. Um, That's about all the cars I can uh, think How about you actually use one of those as an answer? Oh, let's, sorry. Let's didn't go. Mean to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're throwing them on. Let, let, let's go with um, Lightning McQueen yeah, from uh, Light, Car. McQueen. Let's oh. do it. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Show me Lightning McQueen from the Cars. No. Wow. Wow. Man. Scott. Wow. Five answers left on the board, Scott. Uh, currently, oh, you're winning. So you gotta, really, the you only gotta, way you got to run it, yeah, you got to run the board. In other words, uh, for, uh, for uh, Mr. Postman to win the prizes. And I only have one more strike, so I got to be careful here. You let's, do exactly. Let's yeah. go with the mystery mobile because I think that was a good sure. call. We just didn't pick it, so let's do it. Oh, sure. Did we talk about we didn't. We you did, yeah. It was the second thing after Bond that you brought up, oh, and that's, uh, right. that was, yeah, that's, that's really right. good. All right, show me the mystery machine. Yeah. Number go. seven on the list. Um, do we do? Oh man, I'm gonna get into. <laughs> I'm in the weeds here. Um, the chat room is saying Herbie a lot. Oh yeah, Herbie. Oh, yeah, love Herbie. Bug. I used to love the Herbie the Love Bug. Is that is that uh, modern so, Herbie or old school? Herbie? It's old. It's old either way, man. It's old. Yeah, yeah. It's getting kind of old now, isn't it? Yeah, she's even she's old now. Oh wow, now I just so <laughs> what Lindsay Lohan is that? Who you're, yeah, <laughs> yeah, from the newest from the newest iteration of yeah, uh, Herbie most, the Love Bug. That was like right, I was five or something. Um, I don't want. With, uh, I don't Herbie? know if I want that. Hold on. Uh, shit. Um, Wait, we should just roll a dice for you. Let's go ahead and <laughs> choose it. Let's do it. Okay, yeah. all right. Show me Herbie the Love Bug. Ooh, oh, look at that. Yeah, Herbie good. the Love all Bug. Right. Three answers left. That was number nine. Uh, so you got number four, number six, and number ten. Christine. Herbie doesn't like to make toys. Christine. Oh, you'd want to own Christine? I mean, I wouldn't, but it just feels like something people would have said during a time where it was kind of Halloween-y when you put out the questions and they were just yeah. like, yeah. If it helps, I asked the questions point. months ago, not during Halloween. Oh, oh. shit. Okay, so then that's a big old so, fat no. Run away from it quickly. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe don't do. Maybe that. I won't be doing. My that wife one. is not in the tadpole, but she's listening live, and yeah. she agrees with Brian. Eleanor has to be one of them. Eleanor, yeah, gotta be up there. All right, let's do Eleanor. I'm going with yeah. their gut. Let's do it, Eleanor. All right, show me Eleanor. Yeah! Oh, oh, uh, sometimes the gut is wrong. Amazingly. Yeah. Uh, only one person said Four. Eleanor. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. But then they said uh, John Wick's car, right? John Wick's car not on there, but everything else is something that that either you guys brought up or that the uh, that the tadpole has been yelling at you, literally oh, yeah, yelling. Yeah, I yelling. Oh, I didn't even think to check them. Damn it! All right, uh, let's look at number oh, four. Buggy. <laughs> uh, you're close. <laughs> You've got the first name right. Uh, number four oh, is uh, Mach Five from Speed Racer. Uh, the oh, okay. Car. Yep. Okay. Uh, number six, uh, several different, well, a couple different versions of this. Car. One of one of which was a, uh, a Volkswagen Beetle, but a 2006 Chevy Camaro is probably the more ideal. That is Bumblebee. Oh, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Okay. If I would have said yeah, a trans- if I would have said a Transformer, would you have given that to me? I probably yes. would have. Yeah. I almost yeah. did it. Only one this on close. Why not? Yep. 
This close to saying transformer crap. Um, and then finally, Scott said it. We even made the noise that it makes when it when it uh, flies away. It doesn't have four wheels, but it's, you drive it like a car. Yeah. And that's ah, the Jetsons. Oh, fly what? Car. I gave oh, you so God. much oh, shit for that, dude. Fly a car. It's a suitcase Brian car. Had the idea. I feel yeah. bad. I gave yeah. Brian shit for that. Well, yeah. it's here's what that means. Brian, what were some of the others we haven't mentioned on there? Yeah, so going down the list, this is some fun stuff. The Magic School Bus, uh, Baby, the 1967 Chevy Impala from Supernatural, uh, Magnum P.I.'s Ferrari, Inspector Gadget's Gadget Mobile. Um, I'll argue that it's not Magnum's car, though, but go ahead. Mm. Oh, that's true, right? Yeah, good point. Speed yeah. Buggy, the Canyon Arrow. <laughs> Love that oh, somebody brought up the Canyon Arrow from the Simpsons. Uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, uh, the Jurassic Park Jeep. Penelope Pit Stops car, um, something AE86 from uh, the initial D anime. Okay, fine. The Bluesmobile from the Blues Brothers. Love that one. Uh, Brown O'Connor's Supra from Fast and the Furious. Uh, Cameron Fry's dad's Ferrari from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, Somebody said the car from Wayne's World. I think it's just an AMC Gremlin, and nobody nobody really wants that. No, no. Or was it a Pacer? Maybe it was a Pacer. No, I think it, well, it was one of those two cars, but let me tell you the two cars no one ever wants, Pacer and Gremlin. <laughs> right. Ever. Uh, Carradine's car from Death, Death Race 2000, the cat bus from Totoro, uh, the cop car from Demolition Man. Uh, somebody put Dorian. I think they meant DeLorean, or they maybe Dorian. drive fruit. I don't know. Ew, the stinky yeah. The uh, double-decker couch. Uh, so that I don't oh. know what that comes from, but I... Oh, it sounds very familiar. Maybe the yeah the, the the night bus. Yeah. Was it was it the was it the um, Beverly Hillbillies car with the bu- it had a couch oh, on? Yeah, it? nobody uh, wants that. No, that though. just had Granny's <laughs> rocking chair on the top. What kind of what kind of gas mileage you think the thing gets? Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. two to the yeah. tank or something. That's I don't right. know. Uh, the Green Hornet car. Uh, the somebody put the Invisible Wonder Woman car, and I'm sorry, but that is not that is uh, not is correct. It was a jet. Her? Yeah, it was a jet. I don't think <laughs> she, she had a did car. have a whole fleet of vehicles that were all invisible. Invisible. Uh, Johnny Cab. Nobody wants Johnny Cab. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. There's Lightning McQueen, Lola, which is uh, uh, Colson, Agent Colson's old car from yeah. the MCU. Any so. Mario Kart. <laughs> the Ninja Turtle van, yeah. the paddy wagon from uh, SpongeBob. Um, let's see here. Spice Girls tour bus. I swear that wasn't me. Uh, that that is great. Uh, the Funny, 1955 Chevy head. from American Graffiti. Yeah. The here's somebody deep cut. The 1970 Dodge Challenger from Vanishing Point. Okay, good, wow. good for you. Whoa! But any any Himikuda from the Phantasm series? I love that car. Nope, nope. The Lamborghini <laughs> Countach from the opening of Cannonball Run. Again, you guys maybe think a little too specific on some of these. The Tactical RV from Stripes, only if it comes with Sean Young. Okay. The Weasley's flying car. Somebody did say that one. The Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit didn't make it on there. Um, and finally, the Viper from the TV show Viper. Viper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vanishing Point, for the record, came out in 71. I'd never heard of it before. There's no one in it that I know. Oh, yeah. have you ever seen that? We should watch that. I don't know you what it is. You haven't seen Vanishing Point? No. 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 Yeah, We've we never even heard Well, Cleavon Little. Cleavon Little, uh, b- football player Cleavon Little is... Uh, yeah. He plays that. a character called I'm, Super Soul. I'm shocked. I'm Super shocked. Soul. Nobody said Auto Man, though. Out of everything they put, no Auto Man. Well, Auto look. Man, the bus, the the Simpsons bus. 
No, that no, weird not transforming Otto man, not Auto Man, Auto Man. Yeah, yeah it's Auto Man. Yeah, you never oh, saw Auto gotcha. Man. Oh, it's so bad. It's, gotcha. Okay. Guy would morph into a car. It was real shitty. Yeah, that was really bad. Yeah. No. Yeah, not Glenn Larson's no. best work. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is uh, good news and bad news. The bad news is you already heard that, but the bit the good no. news is. I win. And the other bad news is you lose. And uh, But it was a really fun time having you on, and I hope all the packages yeah. in Maine are not leaky. All right? That's what I want most of you. <laughs> Bye now. Hey, Dunaway, uh, uh, you got anything going on between now and uh, when we do Play Retro on Friday? You got uh, you know, uh, just, a lot of, just a lot of Play Retro homework, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm my dream out. I'm going to play that Spawn arcade game that made it Ooh. to the dream. We're doing, we're doing indie nice. comics, specifically Image video games that were based on image comics games during yeah. the 90s. Yeah, which are uh, more than you think is what I've yeah, really, so really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Oh my god, there's so many Spawn is games. Is there a Gen 13 game? game? Uh, uh, that's a good question. I don't remember a Gen 13 or game. Or Wildcats? Wildcats, yes. There, there was, was some Wildcats game. Great. Oh, there was always a, ga- a Game Gear, like a little portable game, right? Like so. uh, Game Gear? Might have been on They're consoles as well. We played, we, had, we played the SNES version. Uh, okay. It was a beat-em-up. It was competent. I do remember good. that. Yeah. yeah, with the guy who wore a bandana on his face and the uh, yeah Jim Lee stuff yeah. was uh, Jim Lee that stuff. Comic. I have a bunch of those comics. I loved Wildcats. Oh my gosh, yeah, I did so too. good. Didn't yeah. they have it? They had a little short, short, shortly lived animated show as well. It was pretty good. Anyway, did, yeah. we'll be talking about that this weekend, and uh, it'll be great. We'll also be having a film sack with Brian. It's just all done away all the time. Yeah. So well, that's all you ever do. Kiss our butts. All right. Bye, butts. I uh, hope he feels better. All right, let's do. Uh, what? Let's do a break. Let's take a break. Okay. And when we Let's come back from this said break, we will spend a little time with Tom Merritt after all. We're going to call him in, uh, hey. in, uh, in uh, where he's at in Belgium. And he'll I tell can't us, wait to ask him if uh, if uh, uh, waffles in Belgium are really a thing. Right? I know. That's yeah. the only question. I, or no, have you seen Jean-Claude Van Damme walking around, we can say? <laughs> exactly. But he said, even said, I will tell you all about Belgium in his text. So let's, let's nice. hold to it. Nice. Oh, good. Okay. Anyway. Belgium, man. Belgium. That'll, that'll come right after this break with Brian Ibbett's music. What are we doing? Boy, is this an appropriate uh, band name to to follow that uh, feud? As a matter of fact, it's uh, it relates to the last two feuds. Uh, this is uh, from the band Time Spent Driving. Wow! <laughs> Whether it's whatever pop culture vehicle, this is a brand new album they have called Es Strangers. Not just strangers, but Es Strangers. Yeah, with, begins with an E. Sure. It just came out this last Friday. This is their first full-length album since 2015. But these guys are pioneers of the late 90s, uh, early 2000s uh, emo scene. Um, so you've probably heard of them. And if you haven't, oh, it's you're in for a real treat. This is the song uh, frequently mispronounced as uh, as it was last week's feud, Intents and Purposes. Not intensive purposes. For all intents and purposes. This is the song, uh, Just Intents and Purposes. Here's Time Spent Driving right now on TMS.
That's not what your mom said. We have returned, everyone. Tell me again who that was. That is the band Time Spent Driving and the new song Intents and Purposes from the new album Mm -hmm. Strangers. Enjoy it all. That sounds fantastic. Great week. What was the pseudo-e punk one that we had a day or two ago? Uh, Let's Uh, see. It was um, Monday. uh, The Sex Tones, The Other Side, or The Jelly Bricks, Monday's Never. Probably Uh, Monday's Never. Maybe Monday's Never. That was fantastic. So good. Yeah. Been in the mood for that lately, that sound, you know? Yes, yeah. It's been it's good, uh, good stuff. Spinning up some playlists and whatnot. Hello. Oh my gosh, look who it is. Oh, wait, I got to play this uh, for you. Where, where are you? Please, let's be civil, Tom. Play us a quick solo to show everyone how hard you've been practicing. Okay, you, you, can't, <laughs> you can't do that because you're in freaking Belgium. How could you do that from there, you know? Uh, but yeah, you are yeah. you are in Belgium. What are you doing in Belgium? It's a Belgian Tech- solo is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so I was invited to come out and uh, speak uh, to a conference mm-hmm. um, by someone who is a listener to Daily Tech News Show who likes what we do and wanted to sh- me to share what we do with with the folks here. So yeah, it was it was very nice of them to invite me and and nice. uh, it was it was great. I had three presentations. Oh my gosh, while. busy boy. Have you uh, yeah, so yeah, now yeah. now that you're done with that, are you going to do any kind of like sightseeing or you know that kind of stuff? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I flew in uh, and I got in Monday morning, uh, did my presentation on Tuesday, did two today, and I'm flying out tomorrow morning. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Not, is it your first time in Belgium? Yeah, I'd never been to Belgium before. Uh, and uh, I, I haven't seen a lot of the country, but what I've seen of Brussels is just gorgeous and, and delicious. Yeah. How, how are the waffles? Uh, yeah, we got to know. <sighs> So good. If you look at my Instagram, you will think that I just ate a pile of chocolate. Uh, but I promise you, there was there was a waffle under there, there and a it, waffle was, under it was all great. That yeah, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay, I have to go over there and check that out in a second. But um, uh, from just this is a, maybe a dumb question, and maybe it makes me um, I don't know naive or I just don't know what's going on. But is there a big okay. burgeoning tech scene? In Belgium, I mean, the whole world is, you know, we have tech everywhere. But oh, is, sure. is Belgium like, whoa, yeah, yeah. we're exploding right now. We got all kinds of crap going on. Like, what does that look like? Well, you, you know, what's interesting about Brussels is, of course, it is uh, the seat of the, the European Union Parliament. So a lot of the, the government regulation comes through Brussels. Obviously, it's complicated how it all actually happens uh, throughout Europe. But but yeah, this is this is where uh, the the headquarters of, of the EU is. So there's a lot of that tech regulation that you hear us talk about, you know, with the Digital Markets Act, the Digital Services Act, uh, and it's it's happening here. So there's, there's a lot of technology companies uh, paying attention to what's happening to Brussels, as well as technology companies that are that are located in Brussels as well. Sure. Well, I'm looking at your Instagram now, and now I have new questions. Um, yeah. One one of my questions is, you're sure that's a waffle in there? That's a that looks like beef There's a, or there something. was definitely a waffle under all that chocolate. All I right. swear. And it was good. Like it was amazing. It was so good. How could yeah. it not be good? I look at that thing and and know that has to be good. Yeah, that looks amazing. Yeah. Even if there's not a waffle under all that. <laughs> that looks 
Um, but I then, mean, you're probably right, of it, then, uh, but, yeah. but there was, which made it even better. I was also surprised by the the culture shock moment of you have a photo from BlizzCon live La Seraphim concert, and then immediately fresh waffles in <laughs> in Belgium. Uh, so you've been a busy boy with your running around. Yeah. yeah, you got a lot going on. Yeah. How did how did that go? Okay. By the way, we haven't had a follow up on this. How was how oh, was yes. your time? Though? How was BlizzCon? Yeah. yeah. Uh, BlizzCon was great. Uh, I, I didn't get to see much of it. Sure. So here's, uh, there, there's a lot of, uh, personal reasons why we, we didn't get uh, on the road earlier on Saturdays. Uh, but, uh, we showed up after, uh, badge check, mm. uh, and we, so we didn't have our badges at one point. It looked like we weren't going to get in. I'm going to oh, tell no. the whole story in my newsletter, but uh, we we parked in the parking garage. We came out and they the signs said go that way, but the doors were locked to mm. go that way. So we went the other way, and they're like, "You can't go this way. This is where we're unloading." And we said, well, "We need to get the badge check." They're like, "Oh, badge check closed closed ten minutes ago." We finally figured out how to go back into the parking garage, out of the parking garage, and get around the convention center. Uh, and a big shout out. Uh, to Alex Albisu, the Jen, uh, and Shane and Matt and a lady with some glue, uh, because <laughs> thanks to all of them, Eileen and I were able to get into uh, BlizzCon with our badges. Uh, then we get in line for Community Night, which was before the La Seraphim uh, presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stand in line at Community Night. We know we're not going to make it in for the beginning of Community Night, but we're just hoping, you know, sure. one. Once people leave, we'll be able to get in. We get to the front of the line, and they decide to say, you know what? We're shutting down admission. Oh. Uh, we're, no one's getting in the rest of the night. And everyone says, well, what if people leave? They're like, too bad. Fire marshal says we can't do this anymore. Uh, everybody leave. So, of course, we did not leave. <laughs> we yeah. just sat there uh, <laughs> and waited. Yeah. And then community night ended, and... You know, so a lot of people stayed to see La Seraphim, but sure. a bunch of people left. And so we were among a group of, I don't know, maybe a hundred people who were just standing there going, hey, we'd like to go in. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. there's people yeah. coming out. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, and of course, they changed their mind and said, well, we're going to let 70 of you in. Uh, the seats aren't great. These are the sections you have to sit in. Go there. So we go in. They direct us up to these sections. They're obstructed views, like off to the side. Nobody sits in them. Everybody just keeps walking into the, all the empty seats that are elsewhere, which means there's puzzled people like, why are you traipsing through my row? Why are they doing this to us? Yeah. Uh, in the end, it all worked out. Uh, we sat down. We did not miss the beginning of the show. Uh, the ladies put on a wonderful, uh, wonderful show. It was really fun. And uh, we got yeah. to see them. So all's well That's that ends awesome. well. And then afterwards, we actually got to walk through the show floor and, and see what was there. We didn't really have the ability to play anything at that time because they were shutting stuff down, unfortunately. Right. Uh, yeah, because that would have been kind of end of yeah, the shutdown time. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Right. Uh, well, I'm... Man, that's harrowing. I'm glad you got that's in. Great, though, that you did make it through the whole, like, uh, that you got uh, in to see him. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. At every moment, from parking to getting to the convention center to trying to get into the arena, we were like, maybe this isn't going to happen. But it happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all's well that ends. I'm glad because you, you, you bought full blown BlizzCon tickets to see them. And if you had not been able yeah. to see them, I would have been <laughs> capital annoyed. That would have been re- very annoying. Oh, that would have been such a But yeah. I guess, you know what? They don't. Yeah, same here. I, I'm sure they ran into some of this because I know that there's other Le Seraphim fans. Uh, or even just K-pop in general fans that showed up just for that, 
right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if BlizzCon yeah, sure. thought about that because they're used to just saying, oh, well, you're here for everything else and you're here on Thursday and you got your tickets already and you're already blah, blah, blah. And then Saturday, you just you hang around and you watch the concert. I don't think they're yeah. used to the idea that you bring in a big time K-pop act, you are going to bring people in who care nothing about everything else you've got right. going. Right. Not that mm-hmm. Tom Tom doesn't mm-hmm. care, but you know, yours is more of sure. a nuanced story. But I know there were no, other people I, like that. As far as missing missing the the badge check in, that's entirely my fault. I did not put that on anyone but myself. We we should have we meant to get there earlier. We should have got there earlier. We should have planned better. But everything else after that was just a, a confluence of, of weirdness. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and thanks to the tadpool. Well, we were able to make it happen. So that's well, great. So that's again, awesome. huge thanks to those folks. MacGyver, a little bit of MacGyvering going on there. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Well, I wish you nothing but a safe travel home, of course. And uh, I guess you'll be home. When will you be home? Tomorrow. You'll be home tomorrow, right? Yes, I will be home tomorrow at like 7 p.m. It's not bad. Yeah. It's better than some n- nosebleed, horrible middle of the night thing. Uh, Gosh, yes. There's a train strike. Oh, that's only two days long, apparently, and only covering the point of time that I need to get to the airport. <laughs> but the weird thing about a train strike in Belgium is that they still run the trains; they just don't run them at off as often. So oh, I think okay. I'll be okay. Okay, yeah. that's this all right. is a that's soft right. strike. Yeah. yeah, that's not so bad. I wouldn't mind more strikes that were just like, yeah, we're just going to kind of make you sweat a little bit. We're not going to quit yeah, entirely. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I uh, I hope it's a safe one, and I'm excited to hear when you get back what you learned, what you saw, what you did. I'm sure you implanted Thanks, some amazing ideas in people's heads there in Belgium. Now they're all going to be podcasters. You watch. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. No, I did. I no, all kidding aside, I had some great conversations with you know some folks at big publishers uh, here, just just chatting about how our little operation works and, and trading ideas. And uh, yeah, there's all kinds of really cool conversations. So I had a good time. Nice. Well, uh, get your Jean Claude Van Damme ass back in America. We need you here. We need I you to will. save us. Uh, Tom Merritt, everybody, Ace Detect on all the places, and especially on Instagram. Go look at those pictures. We'll see you and be safe. Bye now. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Man, hearing about all the people uh, that he listed off that were there is like, oh my god, the Jen and Shane and uh, Shojo. <sighs> yeah, Shane, right, Shane Maddox. Even if over I there don't go to around. BlizzCon next year, I'm going to Anaheim. Who's this impression of right here? That I'm doing? Oh, that's Shane. That's yeah. uh, that's Shane taking a selfie. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he was going either. I knew Jen was going, and I knew Alex was going to be there, but I had no idea Shane was going to be around. He's a <laughs> he's a stalwart of the Frog Pants community. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, let's move on down the road here and bring in one Randy Jordan. Yeah. You know him as Randy Deluxe in some circles. I do know him as that, yeah. yeah. Uh, certainly gone by that before. Well, what do you recommend? Well, I'll tell you what I recommend. Sitting down, grabbing a chair. Well, do the chair first, then sit on it, and let's talk about stuff streaming on streaming services. Randy, welcome back to the show. Yeah. Good morning, morning stream. How are you? Did you get a <laughs> chance morning. to see Tom on Saturday when he was there? Didn't get to, didn't get to see Tom. So I was stationed at in a very highly controlled area. Like it was very difficult to get to me, mm. and people did. Like uh, uh, Shojo and her husband got got to me a couple times, and mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of other people I got to see. But uh, you had to go. You had to go wait basically <laughs> wait to see me and and you didn't uh, it was hard to see me like you couldn't see from outside where i was you know mm-hmm. right you just you just basically had to wait for something else and in the off chance that you were in the right line you would see randy yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah. yes and so like the first day i was surrounded in a shoulder to shoulder crowd 
it was hard to believe how crowded it was. Yeah. And so the second day, security is like, well, we're not going to let all these people in there. It made it worse. Yeah. I bet it, did. <laughs> it was worse. Like people were would be would be texting me from a hundred feet away saying, I can't get into your area. I'm like, I can't help you. It no, sucks. I literally <laughs> so can't move. I, yeah. Uh, I did not get to see Tom and Eileen. We texted each other quite a bit during his uh kerfuffle. And we decided while he was waiting to get in to see La Seraphim, we decided that we're going to get together the Saturday after Thanksgiving and we're going to have a little, uh, a little Friendsgiving with oh, them. So that's nice. lovely. Yeah. You guys are close enough. You could do that here. Was and there, there uh, yeah. was there a little, uh, Elven magical amusement park, uh, area up in the uh, second level? Like there has been before. I can't remember what that thing's called. I know it comes around every year in the game and you go and you spend your tickets and uh, so Dark Moon Fair. Dark, Dark Moon Fair is where, Fair, that's, that's, yeah. that's where I was. I that was in where the were, middle yeah, of the Dark Moon Fair. Area. I figure you, uh, yeah, it's where you, I've seen you work that before. So I figured, you know. Yeah. You were in the magical Elven amusement park. That's right. Yeah, and people were just so happy. Like that's the. It's it's really sad when they can't get into a place they want to be, and they're also really happy at the same time. Yeah, that's always a bummer. <laughs> that's a weird uh, conflict. Let me ask you this though. Um, did you? Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say. Oh, uh, I've heard from I don't know, maybe six, seven people. All of them got COVID. Are you safe? Are you good? Are you all right? I'm. I'm I am healthy enough. I am not testing positive for COVID. I've okay. been testing. Good. Because a few people, like Taryn Gregory uh, up there at Blizzard, never had it, avoided it for three and a half years, almost four years. Bam, got it at this con. So, I know. Yeah. Believe me, I know. I was in yeah. a meeting with them on Monday. Oh, and Lord. I was in a meeting with someone else on Monday who also got it, and uh, it, it stank because yeah. we were planning things for Tuesday. But uh, uh, one thing I love about Blizzard right now is that you know we have this uh, we have this health office called the Moonwell mm-hmm. <laughs> at Blizzard, and uh, so on your way in, you could just grab a COVID test and it's like take it before you even get to your desk. Oh, that's great. We don't yeah. have that here at Frog Pants. We don't have the COVID tests here available for no, you. No, not just walk in and grab one kind of thing. No, no. Uh-uh. I'll have to talk to management and see if I can get that done. <laughs> see what you can arrange, yeah. Uh, well, it's great Let's having you it. back, uh, and I'm glad you had a good weekend. Let's dive straight into these recommendals today. Brian, we're going to start with you. you. got a clip? Oh, What do you want to do? Yes, I do have a clip, amazingly enough. Uh, yeah, this is um, a new comedy movie. And uh, you're probably going to recognize some of the voices, uh, some of the voices in here. Uh, And that's all I'll say. Here we go. So, Maddie, uh, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, Here, actually. Wow, a local. I'm jealous. (laughs) You get to live in paradise all year long. I meant to ask this on the phone. But how old are you? Well, I know you were looking for someone early to mid-20s. I'm slightly older. Right. How old? I just turned 29. Recently? Last year. So you're 29? Last year. And how old are you, like, right now? One more year older. So 30? Yeah. 32. (laughs) May I be frank? I'm assuming that I'm here because you haven't found anyone yet. And the reason you haven't found anyone yet is because young girls are idiots. It's not their fault. They're young. But this is your son we're talking about. What you need is someone who looks like a peer, but has the maturity to be able to handle this with the tact and sensitivity the situation requires. She's good. Good. Good answer. Mm-hmm. I hear Ferris Bueller <laughs> in there a little bit. A little Ferris. 
There is a little Ferris Bueller. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, Matthew Broderick. Of course, you're hearing Jennifer Lawrence doing uh, most of the talking there. This is uh, a brand new film called No Hard Feelings. I didn't realize that this actually got a theatrical release. The first time I heard about this thing was uh, when it got uh, suggested to me on Netflix. Apparently, this was in in uh, theaters over the summer. I had no idea. Mm. Um, this tells the story of uh, Maddie, uh, who is hired by... Um, this, this boy's parents to help get her son out of his shell. He's, uh, a very much an introvert, very nervous and shy. And they feel like if they can find the right girl to kind of break him out of his shell, then he, uh, he'll have a better time in college. He's about to head off to Princeton to go there. And, um, this is. This is a lot of fun. It's it's a really really funny film. So it's directed by, uh, written and directed by, Gene Stupitsky, or Stupnitsky. I should get that right. Um, he did um, not super bad, but that movie that uh, Good um, Boys. Good Boys. Thank you. That was that was I think funnier to me than Super Bad. Mm. Uh, came out a couple of years ago. Also, Bad Teacher. He worked with um, Stephen Merchant on Hello Ladies, which is. I love one, Hello Ladies. One of the most awkward comedies ever, but is really funny. Yeah. And uh, co-created uh, Jury Duty, a show that we've recommended right here um, that uh, Lee Eisenberg, who he usually works with, um, he co-created that Jury Duty. So, And we just talked about it on Film Sack, was it? The same, yeah. the, the other guy, because in another whole other context, but it's like, yes. man, everything's coming up jury duty these days. These people. Totally is. Um, for a while, too, he was a writer and director and producer of The Office, The American uh, Office, from 2005 to 2010. So that kind of gives you an idea of the, the comedy that you can expect from this. Um, one thing that you might not be expecting is uh, Jennifer Lawrence full frontal nudity. Oh, and, um, oh my goodness. If that doesn't, I just, heard, I just heard a whole bunch of clicks as people added it to their <laughs> list, a whole bunch of dudes in our audience just added no hard feelings to their, their well, and, and back in like back in like june it was the only thing anyone was asking her about like oh they, really yeah, yeah there was like she was in when all this was, these uh, interviews where they're quietly like quietly released to theaters <laughs> yeah where the like she's on the late show and they're like hey so how'd you get a body double for that she's like i didn't yeah this yeah. is me yeah yeah let's just Good do for her and she's had a baby and she looks amazing yeah. but um more than that i mean it's a really it's a cute film you, listen you when you hear these things like can't buy me love kind of similar premise of like the the hey let's secretly date to get this advantage or get this other thing done you know it's going to end with the person finding out or or the truth getting revealed there's no there's no hidden tropes here of like oh this really surprised me the way it ends but it is a uh, a very sweet, cute rom com. Um, more on the raunchier side of the rom com spectrum, but um, uh, but still very very enjoyable. Uh, Matthew Broderick, Natalie Morales, who uh, I personally just don't get to see enough. I think she's fantastic. She was great in that um, Rob Lowe. Um, the ringer, not the ringer, whatever it was called that Rob Lowe one season, hilarious sitcom that I always forget the name of <laughs> with John, John Savage, um, Laura Benanti, who you heard in there, uh, who, uh, yeah, it was really good. It was, uh, a lot of fun. No hard feelings on Netflix. Nice. There's an actor in that named Eben Moss Bach, Bachrock. 
Bacharach. Yeah. I say his last okay. name. I love this guy. He was in Andor. He was in, he's oh, in the bear. Yeah. He's in, he's the brother the in brother uh, on the bear. On yeah. the bear. Yeah. I well, really no, like that cousin. guy. Cousin. 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 Yeah. Right. Cause All he right. keeps calling him cousin. Yeah. Listen, yeah. cousin. <laughs> yeah. He's in the new no, Punisher. That guy is great. He's so, he's very compelling. I really like that guy. Yes. And uh, uh bear just got renewed for a third season. Woo. Yes, it did. Um, oh yeah. And Kyle Mooney from uh, SNL. Yeah. He was also on uh, that um, Hello Ladies with Stephen Merchant as well. It is a great time to rewatch Andor. Man, yeah, it is. Mm. It's so when good. Evan Moss Backrock shows up, mm-hmm. you know, like it is like the episode where you realize, whoa, this is an epic. This yeah. is not just a little series. This is an epic. He's scary mm-hmm. in that thing, man. Uh, all right, let's get to yours, Randy. We've got a clip all lined up. Uh, oh, we should have mentioned at the top of the thing. Nicole's out today. She had an appointment. Not here today. That's why we haven't mentioned her. It's not like we haven't. We're not ignoring the fact that she's usually here. Right. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Randy, I've got to kind of brush it under the under the the, the, the carpet. Here. Exactly. I've got you this little clip here, but I don't know a thing about it. So tell us what we're looking at. Uh, so uh, on the most recent episode of Film Sack, we talked about auteurs, right? We talked about filmmakers that uh, kind of cover the writing and directing and often starring in their own films. And uh, it just happened on the same day we were recording that, a documentary about a pretty famous auteur filmmaker who you might not think of as an auteur filmmaker came out. And it's super moving. I was so moved by this. All right, here's your clip. Whatever he was acting was deep inside, so much deeper than what's on the page. He has a good way of writing dialogue that's both witty and rhythmic, but also seems a bit like improvisation to some degree. Sly has a unique gift in the words he writes. They're simple, they're true. There's an intent behind things he writes and says. Started really reading up on vets and their actual words, situations, traumas. And I thought, wow, if I could put a couple of beats from about 20 different guys' lives jumbled them up because Rambo hasn't spoken in years. So he's not coming out fluid. It's just this rush, this purging. Yeah, fascinating. This, so I this almost thing, watched this. You, you, you beat me to it by like a day, I think. I, <laughs> this thing is close. so emotional. And it is ostensibly a documentary about his whole life. But really, it's about his mindset and how it is, gets created by his abusive father. And there's a bunch of uh, Frank Stallone Jr. in here too, his brother. Yeah. And uh, and what that ends up becoming as a sort of like vector through Sylvester Stallone, like it. He is yes, he is a successful like filmmaker. And he and, and you know like his moment when he goes from being in a bit role in Lords of Flatbush to making Rocky is a really remarkable moment in like film history. But ultimately, looming over it all is this evil man, his dad. And even in the end of this documentary, you get to so uh, the whole thing takes place as he's moving out of his mansion in Hollywood, and he's going to move back to the East Coast, mm-hmm. right? So he and his wife that he's had uh, his three girls with have uh, they they briefly separated and they reconciled, and now like he's decided that he needs a fresh start. He's moving from coast to coast, yeah, and. 
even in the end of this, as they're loading stuff onto a moving van and Sly is talking about, you know, fresh start stuff. He's talking about his dad. He's talking about his dad dying and how on his dad's deathbed, he almost apologized, but not really. And it frustrated Sly. And you realize everything is about this, this man, like, and, and it's probably true for most people that you've known mm. that most everything about them is kind of set in motion by mm. their, how their parents treated them. Sure. Yeah, I think that's probably true. There was a lot of that in um, the Schwarzenegger uh, documentary as well. Which brings me to my question. Does he return the favor? Because in that one, he came and did some talking about Arnold. Did Arnold come talking here a little bit? Yes, yes. Tons of tons of people like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you heard in that clip, um, Quentin Tarantino was in that clip. Like I say, his brother talks a lot because, again, it's about their growing up. And, uh, and, and then, like... There's just a, a series of happy accidents for Sylvester Stallone, you know, like uh, Schwarzenegger actually says, you can't name another person who invented three franchises. Uh, you know, like it's uh, like right. it's really hard to invent a franchise, mm -hmm. much less to pull off three. Mm -hmm. And and so, like, there's all of these things that uh, you might be surprised to find out, you know, uh, came along the way that helped him, you know, express himself. Talia Shire is in this thing. And oh, oh really? Oh, cool. She's so moving. Like, just ah. Uh, I just want to go back and like, listen I just want to go, I want to go back and listen to her talk about her experience meeting him. She kind of got cast at the last minute in his, you know, in Rocky and, and how, you know, how they work together and so on. But dude, this is just, this is one of the best documentaries and it's for, it's for film lovers. You know, it's, it's for uh, people like us who, who watch mo a lot of movies. Is it? So one of the things I liked about the Arnold one, which was just called Arnold, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things I liked about it is it did not shy away from problems, like yes. issues in his life. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just all navel gazing. Gloss and, over the uh, the scandal. Yeah. The, and they yeah. they they drove straight into it, which I really liked. Is, is do we get similar stuff here? Yes. Yes. Because uh, Sly wants to take uh, blame for the things that he has done wrong. And he doesn't want to put it on his father. He wants his, he wants his father to take blame for what his father did wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and there's a point in his life where he says, you know, now, now I'm a man, I'm making my decisions. I'm the one who gets the credit for the good stuff and the, and the blame for the bad stuff. And, uh, after that point, I'll bet, I'll bet you didn't know this after that point, his dad tried to start writing Rocky movies. Like he was calling like the real really? Rocky movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a mind blowing Weird. moment in his life where his dad, who is a villain in his life comes at him with, you need to make these movies that I'm writing. And he's just like, what? Yeah, that's effed up. <laughs> that's effed up. Wow. I need to watch it. I think I'm going to watch it. Try to watch it this weekend. That seems awesome. It's it's really something. As, Plus, it's as so much. It just represents so much of our young entertainment time. Him, him, and Arnold, and everything else that you would think of as action '80s. Like these guys are inseparable from that that time. And so to see them older, talking about it all, kind of wound up and where they're at now, and family issues and all that, for whatever reason, I just find that super fascinating. So. Yeah, and, and it, Stallone has spent his entire life pouring all of his thoughts onto the page. Yeah, like he just like he says over and over, like when when I have uh, a moment free, I write it down. 
And, and you get to see this thing, like he has libraries, reams and reams of paper that he's written things on. And you get to see like scripts where there are pages that are entirely redacted except for one line, you know, yeah. like where he, that, and that ended up being in the movie. Did his, and, did his handwriting font get larger, the more bulky he got over the years? <laughs> I, I, I think what, I think what the, the, the point of all of that is that he is a philosopher and you might, you know, you might be surprised. Like you might not think of this big, uh, you know, ugly dude who who can't speak. By the way, uh, that speech impediment comes from circumstances of his birth. He's a, oh, like, really? Yeah, okay. he he, uh, he he had a traumatic birth, and it led to a, wow. a nerve damage in his in his mouth area. Oh, jeez, oh, I didn't know but, that. So when he does that yell thing, and his face right. kind of hugs one direction and not the other, yeah. that's from that. Yeah. And he, and he learned, like he made characters that he could emphasize that through. Right. Interesting. Clever. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But he's a philosopher. There's a ton of his thoughts about how you treat people, how you work and and so on. There's like a, <laughs> there's a little bit of like a deep work. I don't know if you've heard of that book, but there's, there's some of that, that in here where mm. uh, you, you could just tell the, the guy spent, he's in his head. He, he thinks mm-hmm. all the time and yeah. he writes stuff down and he's a great subject for this. Like, I'm surprised it took this long <laughs> to have this you know, level of documentary. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, that's Sly. That's up on Netflix and available now. And while you're at it, watch the Arnold one. It's very good, too. Their rivalry cracks me up. I love it. Those two. Yeah, they, they to- really they they really have grown fond of each other in their in their. Oh, they love years. each other now. But back in the day, they freaking hated each other. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they, they say as much in the Arnold one. I don't know how much more they get into it in this one, but. It's very, very good stuff. Uh, go check it out. All right. Mine is a, um, a movie. I didn't do a documentary this week. Mind blowing. What? I know. It's a new movie, too. And it just started or just aired uh, on Prime. I don't think it got a theatrical. I hope it's up for awards because it is going to deserve them, in particular for two incredible, mind blowing acting jobs. And uh, I'll play you a clip and then we'll talk about it. He should be dead. He should be dead. Y'all know that song, uh, I'm looking for a miracle. Mm-hmm. That's a miracle right here. That's why we ask him for you to look in your hearts and your soul and award him that mere $75 million. You know why? They got it. They got it. They got the bank to do it. But they know they big, trying to step on the small man. And then you say, well, why $75 million, Willie Gary? I'm going to tell you why. Because we have the evidence. The evidence will prove that there was negligence. Because no good Clovis had one thing going good for him at that time. Even though he was drunk, tank, tore up from the floor up, depressed and suicidal, my no good client Clovis Tubbs had him a green light. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If that sounds compelling at all, it's because Jamie Foxx is insane in the movie The Burial. He's so good in this. I like not since maybe Ray. I don't know what else to compare it to. Yeah. It's his Really? I wow. think it's his best work. It's so good and so compelling and so electric. Um it's inspired by true events. It's called The Burial. Uh it is about a lawyer who helps a funeral home director who's got a bunch of funeral homes in Mississippi, Southern Mississippi. Uh, save his family business from getting screwed by a Canadian uh, billionaire. 
And there's a whole story about why that why they entered into a deal in the first place and how the deal broke apart and all of this. Uh, he plays the lawyer, Willie Garrett, Willie Gary, Garrett, Gary, hold on, Gary, sorry, Willie Gary, mm-hmm. who's a real guy in real life and was known for this bombastic, almost gospel style to the way he would get up and, and do cases. And he was famous for hardly ever losing a case. In fact, I, I'm not oh, sure wow. there's a significant one where he did lose it. He would either, you know, there were maybe a couple of settlements, but for the most part, he won every case he ever did. He's considered on some list of lawyers, the most, one of the most winningness, winningest lawyers of all time. And he just refused to lose. And there's a lot of information about why he's like that and how he's like that. But let's not forget the other amazing performance by Tommy Lee Jones, who plays the aging Jeremiah O'Keefe character. He's the one that runs these places and getting screwed. By the way, the guy that's screwing him is Bill Camp, plays a character named, a character named Ray oh. Lowen. Bill Camp is so good at being a dick. He's so good at it. <laughs> he is. He's so good at it. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's he's the jerk in this. This is all set. I'm in the so 80s. I'm so glad to find out Tommy Lee Jones is the is the good guy. He's so yeah. good. Yeah. He's so subtle. Like it, this is a subtle performance. He's in his golden age years here. You know, obviously Tommy Lee Jones ain't getting any younger. Sure, he puts in. It it could have been phoning it in for him. It really could have. He he was so good, and I think a big part of why everyone's shining so bright in this thing is the director Maggie Betts. Um, a female director making a courtroom drama about a bunch of dudes. There's something about that I can feel in this. There's a touch to it that's hard to explain, but it just feels like she needed to be the one to do it. And I don't know why. Uh, she's a woman of color. That probably helps because a lot of racial stuff in this thing. She she just mm-hmm. seems to have a touch for it all. And here's the funny thing. This is the most family-friendly thing I've seen in years, even though... It's technically rated R for maybe four or five uses of the f bomb. Okay. Uh, so when you go into this, if you if you're okay with letting your you know explaining to your kids, your younger kids, hey, it's okay once in a while you hear an f bomb. I think this would be a great movie for you to watch. It's ins- inspirational. Um, it's aspirational. It is believable. It doesn't feel like foam and fluff. It has a crazy good soundtrack. I was. Shocked by this movie. I couldn't believe how, how much I liked it. And if Jamie Foxx doesn't win or at least gets nominated and we're all sad he didn't win at the end of the year, we are doing it wrong. He's so good in this. Like, unbelievably good in this. It's misleading. The poster, because um, when I saw this, I thought, oh, it's a comedy with uh, Tommy Lee yeah, Jones. It looks and like Fox. a comedy poster. It's very a terrible bad. poster. It's a terrible it poster. It's a terrible poster. I don't so, know whose decision ha- that was. It's bad. You're not wrong to, yeah. to notice I- that. So this is, it's based on a, uh, a New Yorker article that was written by Jonathan Herr, like way back, like 25 years ago. Uh, and Jonathan Herr is, is a, you know, like a, a white guy. <laughs> he wrote, um, he wrote, he wrote a movie that John Travolta was in like a long time ago. But anyway, like when you make a when you have a, a popular New Yorker article, right, there's like art mm-hmm. that comes along with sure. it. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish they had like made this poster. Look, look more like that 
Yeah. Mm. No, I agree. I completely yeah. agree. It looks like a comedy. It looks like a ah, sassy black man hanging out Almost with an like aging it. white man who doesn't understand the cool, exactly. the cool black guy. Like there's something about yes. it. It's just wrongly wrongheaded. Like buddy legal comedy that normally I would just kind of brush past and say, okay, well, not going to watch that. But yeah. hearing, hearing what it really is, I was like, all right, this does sound really good. Yeah. And it's hundred percent of drama. Uh, no doubt about it. There's a couple of funny things. One guy I want to mention is I don't know how to say his name. Mahama, Ma, Mahamadu oh, Arth, Athi. Yeah, you, you Mahamadu Athi. Dude, if, yeah, I, uh, year, like a year ago or maybe even more, I recommended this thing called Archive 81 on Netflix. Oh, this is a horror series it. about a dude who finds a portal in his apartment building. Yeah. Um, that thing is so good. And he was absolutely amazing in it yeah and he's so, very good in this like cool very he cool. Need, he deserves to just keep getting great jobs and, and doing amazing work he's so good in it um also alan ruck fresh off of uh succession uh, uh Cam- yeah. cameron from cameron ferris fry again we you know yeah. second mention this <laughs> keep, episode keep bringing up ferris bueller today but um he's also amazing in this and he plays kind of a pud but a yeah. pud with a lesson to learn and he learns it and it's genuine and it's a study in like sometimes we're not being overtly racist sometimes we're just we have old shit in us that that's hard to shake you know mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. old ideas or or things our parents told us or you know you may have a my my wife's grandfather uh was a KKK regional manager or something some kind of like head of something for the KKK and look, here we are uh, one and a half generations later, and she's nothing like that man, right? But you have mm-hmm. these things in your past. They're hard to run away from. The sly thing in his dad's a, kind of a, a good comparison, too. And this movie knows how to deal with that and how to, how to, how to confront those kinds of issues in a time where this, you know, things were still, you know, they were, they were still not perfect, but they were, it was the 80s and things were still weird. Um, this guy, by the way, Willie Gary's still around and he even makes a cameo in the movie. And, uh, I can't recommend it enough. I absolutely loved it. And it's, it really is on the shoulder of three things. The writing and directing is just perfect for what it is. Jamie Foxx is insanely good, worth the ticket price, which is just subscribe to prime. Um, and Tommy Lee Jones still got it, man, that dude. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to ask a question without you giving away anything, Hmm. Does this movie sort of end with hopefulness? Oh yeah, hell yeah. Okay, good. Not only that, the whole movie kind of leans hopeful. Like it's it's uh, in the wrong hands. This is maybe saccharine, um, and not okay. and they don't handle it right. This 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 movie somehow manages to to keep its feet on the ground and be realistic about what's at stake and what's going on and where people's strengths and weaknesses are and all that other stuff. But but it. But it heads true north when it comes to like, well, what wh- what is the right thing to do here? And they and they and they do it with a couple of exceptions, and they're all buttholes like Bill Camp. Um, but it's so well handled, and I I don't even know what to compare it to. I absolutely loved it. Y'all should see it. The burial. Cool. Yeah, I, right? I I realize that Amazon Prime. I realize Prime. there's there's no way to really ask about the overall tone without kind of spoiling something right like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know like we, we heard that michael mann is making a chicago mafia movie and you're like well i know how that's gonna go 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's not going to be uh, ending with you know heroes riding off into sunsets. You know, it's Michael Mann, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Like you don't expect that out of him. I don't expect Scorsese to to give me a light, puffy ending to anything. Like that's all true. I and then I don't know if this is like a, I don't know what else this director has done. I didn't really look up her resume, but now I kind of want to see what else is up because I was I was floored. And well, it's, and, been, it, and there are moments, in, by the way, that are funny and fun. Like there, it's not a comedy by any stretch, but there are moments where you're reminded, oh yeah, freaking Jamie Foxx can do both real well. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he can be funny naturally, and he can also do very good serious stuff. And his pacing's incredible. His energy's incredible. It's just impossible not can, to be swept up. He can up do an that. amazing Donald Trump impersonation yeah, for some reason. Yeah, he's really good at it for whatever reason. But um, one of the reviews in here says, Jamie Foxx is so enormously characteristic, or charismatic and commanding that it's impossible to ignore. That's how I feel. It's just really something. And I hope he's up for I don't know if it will. If it didn't get a theatrical release, I don't think they get to be Oscar noms. Maybe it has to be Emmys. But... They he usually, it. if they if there's a chance, they'll go and and have a limited run in like uh, uh, New York and Los Angeles only near the end of the year, you know, mm-hmm. just to get nominated. Yeah. Oh, I should also mention uh, venerable, been around forever, Pamela Reed actress. She's been in a million things. You've seen her since we were kids. She plays the wife of Tommy Lee Jones in this, and it's a small, subtle but wonderful little role. She's so good. Anyway. I really like it. It ended up being one of my favorite movies of 2023. Like, right up there. Top three, probably. Might even be number one. I don't know if I've seen anything to beat it yet this year. This year's, this year's been good, but I can't think of anything where I went, oh, yeah, that's better than this. This might be my favorite movie of the year. Anyway, uh, that's it. Brian put all these up on quicktms.li, so you can find yeah, them there for your perusal and convenience. Randy, yep. what are we doing this weekend on Film Sack? Slackers. Oh yeah, dude. Slackers. Slackers. It's uh with uh Richard Linklater's big first real That's thing. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. We'll see how it holds up. Jason Schwartzman, Jason Siegel. All the Jasons. No, wait, we're not not that one, right? The 2002? <laughs> no, that's a different one. Who's the oh, Slacker? Slacker. Yeah, not we're Slacker. Have slacker. We should, watch, we should watch both to be safe. Yeah. No, we really shouldn't. <laughs> Slack, just make sure we clarify slacker, non-plural, 1990 Linklater film. That's correct. Go watch yes. that, everybody. We're watching it this weekend for Film Sack. Randy, have a fantastic week. Yeah. All right. Uh, that is going to do it for today's show. A couple of quick things. Chuck, sure. you know Chuck, uh, Amy's husband, Chuck? Yes. Uh, Amy's, Amy's person, as Amy's he calls person. himself in Discord. Yeah. Yes. He sent us a, a thing. I'm going to play okay. it. Here it Let's is. Hear about it. Here Let's you hear. go. Hey, Snickerdoodle and Bon Bon. You were talking a little while ago about restaurants and how they handle uh, loud children. And uh, I used to own a cafe in Rock Hill, South Carolina called oh, yeah. Cups Cafe. And on our menu, it said, please take all crying and restless children out to the patio where they may catch their breath, um, which people with and without children both loved. So um, I just wanted to share that with you guys because I thought you might find it humorous. Um, this is Chuck, or Automaton, by the way, and I just wanted to let you know I admire your program nevertheless. <laughs> nice. That's cool. So no one ever gave you flack about... Why do I have to take my crying child outside? Yeah, I think they liked it because I don't know why Tina said that, but uh, I think they probably liked it because it was, I don't know, that thing at the end about 
so they can get refreshed. Well, catch their breath. Exactly. Catch their breath. Yes. Isn't just a nice thing to say. That, you that know? actually does. That does. Uh, uh, soften the blow, or, or not soften the blow, but uh, provide a little wink, smiley wink to it. Yeah, words matter, I guess, yeah. is the lesson yeah. there. Thank yep. you, Chuck, for exactly. that. Appreciate it. Um, Very cool. Also, I'm not going to tell you about it too much, but I'm going to tell you that this Tadpole Santa, Secret Santa thing's up again or going again. Mm-hmm. Right now, the site's being a little weird, so I'm not going to give you the URL till tomorrow, maybe when it's tweaked. Uh, but be thinking about it. We do it every year. It's lots of fun. That's right. Uh, everybody who gets involved Scott always and has I a good get time. involved, and so you might get something from one of us. Yeah. Always I mean, a plus. Yeah, we might get something from one of you. Well, we will. <laughs> <laughs> we better get something. This is the deal. Yeah. We better get something from one of you. That's the exchange. Anyway, Secret Santa underway. We'll get you more information uh, and when the site is uh, back up to its normal URL, uh, which should be tomorrow. Cool. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Big thanks, everybody, for listening at home or uh, live or wherever you are on audio. We don't care. We love it. We love having you here. We love having you check us out on YouTube, wherever you're finding us. Uh, welcome and thanks. And big thanks to everybody who's supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TMS, the literal fuel that runs our engine. Brian, before we leave, we should probably play yeah. a song. Do you have one we can play? I think I do. Uh, Jim from Northern California wrote in and said, hey, benefits and salary. It's Jim from Northern California. Today, as he wrote this, it's November 1st, 2023. uh, And after 38 years, two months and 30 days or 458 months and 30 days or 13,970 days. I will officially be retired at the age of 56. Wow. I joined the U.S. Army in August 1985 and been wearing one uniform or another since then. There have been long days, stressful days, but mostly good days, yet I'm ready to not set an alarm and not carry a work phone and not be on call all the time. More importantly, I'm looking for the next phase of my life that will include some traveling, hobbies, and relaxing, and maybe actually listening to the morning stream one uh, live once in a while. I've been on a Foo Fighters binge lately, but I'll leave it up to Mr. Coverville to find a song to kick my retirement off. Thanks to both of you for all the years of uh, great content that made commutes and chores less boring. Jim from Northern California. Nice. Grats on the retirement. That sounds great. That doesn't is it? super, super cool. Yeah, um, yeah this is, uh, let's get to a cover of Foo Fighters. I have a bunch of covers of the band, but I decided to go with a cover by the band and give you something that maybe you haven't heard, I'm hoping. This is something they recorded in 2008 for BBC Radio One's Live Lounge. It's a, uh, during like a little radio program, they come in, they do an interview, and then they do a cover. And it's, uh, um, it's really cool. I'd love a studio that supports something like that and bands that would come in and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here are Foo Fighters and their cover of a song by Arcade Fire that seems to go along with your your goals of uh, travel and uh, uh, hobbies and relaxing. It's called Keep the Car Running. Here are Foo Fighters. Nice. And here's a little bonus for your retirement. I will retire him just like I will retire you. Oh, man. It's a little ominous. Nice Nice retiring one, though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, here's that song. We'll see you guys tomorrow on a Thursday edition of the show. Bye.
Dot com. We are packlets. It is broken. Well, that.